All right, starting for 30 this week, we've got to, so I got to ask you guys, does anybody know why that's our intro music? That is France from OFX, French rapper. See, I'm into French rap, and I, I just, the French culture, I'm all about the French culture now because Illinois has Zachary Perrin, the 6'10". Uh, big man from France, only 17 years old, won't be 18 till August. Uh, he commits to the Illini today after, uh, you know, kind of a interesting recruiting process. Um, so, uh, I'll start with you. Ked, you can go first. So give me your thoughts on, uh, Zachary. First of all, I'm gonna give you a plus with the intro music. I kind of like that. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get that and start driving down the interstate with that one. I like that baby. Um, <laughs> I think it fulfilled a need. You know, we kind of talked about having a secret guy that, you know, people knew about but didn't know about. I think it's a nice pickup. Um, I think they're probably done. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, Coach talked Underwood talked about saving them one scholarship. It's a spot that I think they need. I mean, I like the kid. I would give it an A, not an A+. Plus. The only thing that – it's not a concern. I ain't stretch imagination. I like to see him shoot it a little bit. I think inside he's what they need right now, though. They need a guy inside, but if he can ever develop a nice shot outside from 15 to 17 feet, I think he's amazing in the post. You know, your typical foreign player uses both hands. Um, he's left-handed, but he, he goes right equally as well. Fundamentally sound, good passer. Just a great fit for what they need, I think, for right now. Yeah, Mike, I, what do you I, think? I, I tell you, it was interesting. First off, since he's not going to be 19 until August, that means that the, the Illini uh, could potentially 18. have him. 18. He won't be 18 till August. Yeah, but he won't be 19 until 2 August. So so right. they have him for uh, at least until the 2024 draft if he turns out to be fantastic. So you get two years with him, which would be really good for him physically to, to get two years of Fletch. Um his game is is really good from a fundamental standpoint. Can handle the ball with either hand. He hits the open um, players, and he hits them moving in their hands, which I thought was really good. Um, you know, exciting player. About the only thing I didn't see from from a lot of his films is is a, a, a much of a three point threat. I'm not saying he can't shoot it, but but he hasn't. That hasn't been his bread and butter which gives him some opportunity to develop. Um, the only thing I can think of that, that he really needs to work on uh, that, that wasn't great you know, in terms of habit-wise was he does like to get that one dribble to get the ball under control in the paint, which is fine in Europe, doesn't work in the United States. But um, other than that, man, this kid looks like a very, very uh, strong player and you know, getting him and developing him with Tim Anderson and the, the, the what he brings to the table, uh, putting guys in the NBA. This this is a looks like it's a match for both sides that is going to that everybody's going to be happy with. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think he looks easily to me like a top 100 player, maybe top 75. Oh, yeah. And yep. and the, the thing you have to understand, too, he's been playing against like pro level guys. So he's not playing against these kids. And his age, he's younger than some of the guys who are now playing on the AAU circuits. 
and playing in the EYBL and the uh, Adidas, you know, whatever, and the Under Armour, you know, all that stuff. He's younger than them, but he's going to be in college. So he's got, obviously he's got some maturing to do physically. And I think he will obviously under Fletch, by the way, I, I would say that all of us need two years under Fletch as well. I think that would help. I can use us. about two decades. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so we can all use some time under Fletch, but, but I, I really think he's going to be a, a great addition. The one thing I really like is um, his, his feet. This kid can really run the floor. He's got good hands. He's got great feet. So he's switchable one through five. So, you talk about that versatility, man. When you've got you can switch one through five, it is really hard to score. It's really hard to take advantage of ball screens. It can really hard to take advantage of those, those options. Um, the only thing I would say that I didn't see a lot of were, was shot blocking. He doesn't seem to be a great rim protector at this point, but I mean, he's athletic enough to do it. Um, and he's obviously long enough to do it. I think it's just a matter of, you know, that timing and uh, developing that because I think, you know, it's that Euro game too, where it's a lot of face the basket, a lot of face up, even when you post up, turn and face, uh, you know, sometimes. So um, it's kind of a Euro game. So I, I think it's a huge addition. It's going the roster. So the question I have for you guys, where does he fit? Like uh, in, the, in this roster, where do you think he can find playing time? Uh, we, we'd say backup five, but you know, what, what does he do? How many minutes a game can he get? At the five spot, Ked. Well, I, well, what I see first of all, I think you know we have to give kudos to Coach Alexander um, for sealing this and getting this job done. But I'm a big guy in as far as looking at what other schools were after kids. You know, I answered your question, but like when you got Texas and UCLA, those are big time programs, so they see something that Illinois can see as well. So I don't want people to think this is just going to be another roster filler. I don't think this is the case. You mentioned what he what he's done and he's how young he is. I mean, I think that's a big gift. What I see for him personally, I see an Omar Payne role, hopefully with the I honestly can see him backing up some five, if that's what they want to call it, you know, whether it be Coleman Hawkins at the five um, or Dane Danger. I think that's the spot, me personally, where I think they need the most help. If he could come in and get just 10 minutes a game, he's 18 years old, but I, that's kind of overrated to me anymore. These kids play so much competition, great competition. I don't want to say that that matters. It's going to be an adjustment for him like it is for all the kids who are new. But I think if they, he, he could give them that post-touch and, you know, somebody inside who can stay inside, because like we've all three-set it. I mean, so it's a no-brainer. I mean, we've not seen him shoot the ball outside a lot, and maybe that's not what they're looking for. And if he can, then that's another added bonus. But I think defensively, I, I think he's solid in the post. That's why I think he's a good fit, and he'll be able to give them some minutes. And he's another guy who – you know, we all know what projects are, and we're not stupid. We all get that. He's better than that. He, if he would have played in the United States, you're right. He's a top 75 recruit because the game has changed. I mean, it's, you know, the, it's foreign players who the way the NBA is being played right now, and I think that's a perfect fit for Illinois. But he needs to be able to give them minutes because foul trouble is going to get him at some point in the season. It's, it's, in the, it's impossible for it not to happen. Yeah, foul troubles and, and injuries. I see him easily getting oh, six to eight minutes a half. Um, he can play the five. He could also play the four. Um, you got a lot of talent. You got, you know, Hawkins and Danger at the five. You got the four with Meyer and, and uh, Ty Rogers. 
you have, uh, again, a lot of flexible players who can play both. But my, my suspicion is, is there's going to be a game or two that he actually comes in due to foul trouble or maybe a nagging injury for a game or two for somebody. He's probably going to come in and make a difference. And that's that. That's what you need out of him because you know you, you just need something to avoid um, the Illini being lead for a game because they have to depend on Brandon Lieb, which is not something that that I think Coach Underwood really had on his to do list for this year. So I, I think he's going to get he's going to get a decent amount of playing time this year, and then uh, next season I think he'll be set up for a breakout year. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, uh, Parent, I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna say this. I think this kid's probably better than we give him credit for, and I think his upside is better than most people give him credit for. I think his second year on campus, you know, I, I, Jonathan Giovanni, who who broke the story for ESPN. I mean, we, and I'm not gonna lie, we knew about this. Um, I, I I knew about this was gonna happen before he posted, but um, you know, they they wanted to go through you know him because of his you know contacts. And obviously, this is a commit. The kid announced by ESPN. I mean, so this isn't like some some kid, random kid from Europe that we never heard of. You know, Jonathan Giovanni, he you know, it's ESPN, Draft Express, all that stuff. So this is uh, this is a notable commitment. So I think this kid, and and the thought is that he could be a kid that could actually be in that 2024 draft with two years of weights because he'd be old enough and and with his skill set and his feet and things like that. And you know, the way the NBA play, be a stretch five in the NBA as he improves his jump shot, the lefty. Uh, being being a left-hander is always fun. They always seem to shoot. Lefties have like fluid shots. Isn't it always cool when lefties make shots? I don't know why it is. Does Coach Under does Coach Underwood have some sort of lefties percentage that he has to meet that he's just not telling yeah. anybody about? You have to have some lefties. I think. I yeah, think that's think. it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Brad, I'll tell you something else too, though. That people look at it because they don't know a lot about him. It's easy. I think a lot of people think he's just another guy on the roster. I think fans are excited. But you're right. This is a bigger recruit than what I think people realize. I mean, this isn't a guy that you just go overseas. Again, I just mentioned it. You beat out some top Power Five schools for a kid like this. I, I mean, and you're right as far as you know his talents and going to the next level. I think it's attractive. You look at the roster. To be honest with you, this is a roster, and Coach Underwood mentioned this before to us. You want to roster with NBA talent on it. That's what gets you noticed, and all the players want to do it. It helps with I.O. So having said that, if you can get a guy in the NBA, I mean, coaches sell that. I mean, you know, let's be honest. I mean, why would you not sell that? That's a big part of your program. You come here, we can develop you, you know, physically under, you know, um, Adam uh, Fletcher, and then you can also develop your talent. You're playing in the, in the Big Ten. I just think some fans are excited, but I think, you know, he's new. And they don't know a lot about him because, you know, you don't – what you got today from, you know, the little blurb from ESPN is what people know. But like you said, I mean, he's been in the works for a while. He didn't just – you know, they didn't just talk to him last Wednesday and then he committed on Friday. This has been in the works. And I think it's a huge, huge pickup. I don't think people realize how big this is because it could be short-term and long-term. Well, and if you take a look at the teams, go back to – which won the or tied for the Big Ten regular season championship last year's Big Ten tourney and probably should have uh, got the the championship in the regular season and might have won the Big Ten tournament that year. Three very successful years. Uh, Coach Underwood has the best record in the Big Ten those three years, 
and only one player has went to the NBA. And then you take a look at who's on this roster now, and you've got four, five, six guys who have NBA potential. This may be what, um, when Illinois fans wonder, like, what do you need to get to the second week? What do you need to get through the, the NCAA tourney to make a deep run? And you need a great coaching staff. There's no doubt. But you also need the horses. And maybe Illinois has the most well-rounded team since Brad Underwood's been here. And I would argue from a physical talent team, this team goes back and is probably as good as you got to go back maybe to the flying Illini for this deep and this talented of a team. Now, how they'll perform is a different question, but um, but it looks like we're getting an NBA team here. And what I mean by that is what Brad brought up earlier. They can all switch. They can guard multiple positions. They can dribble and get their own shot. They can pass well. Um, this is looking more like a, a Golden State Warriors in terms of, you know, the basic how it's being put together as opposed to a good old-fashioned, you know, Shaq and LSU of 25 years ago. Yeah, I, I wish they, I wish they had Steph five. Curry, though. I wish they had yeah. Steph Curry. I'll take, I'll I'll take Steph. That would help, I think. So maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. I was talking to a former colleague of mine who worked at another company, and we were talking about the Illinois roster today, and he said, you know, from what other people are saying across the Big Ten, everybody is scared of Matthew Meyer. He's the one guy that people have seen play on the big stage and could just come in and just win games by himself. You know, that's what other gurus are saying across the Big Ten. So, and potentially we know how good he is as far as the NBA is concerned because he gave a good look. And I just, it's just nice hearing other schools or other uh, conferences, schools, schools in the conference talk about the talent level and the NBA talent. I think that's a huge step up from where they've been. And Mike, you mentioned earlier, you're right. You know, they can they can remember the the '89 team or the 2005 team, but you got to have some luck and you got to hope that they play well. What you don't want is all this talent, and we hear how good the shoot. they don't shoot well. We've seen that. <laughs> or in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. We- we heard how well they shot it last year until they, after the Minnesota game, then they didn't shoot it so well. So you just, <laughs> shooting is a key component of this game. So let's, uh, let, let's look at this. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, Brandon leaves another kid. We haven't really talked about um, except to say that he's not there. Slight hiccup there, but uh, we're back now. So. Um, sh- shooting's obviously important. Yes, definitely. So Brandon Lieb is a kid that um, we haven't talked about. You know, I think he's probably the most people look at him as the 11th, 12th man on the roster right now. It's talking about the only coach the other day. So they actually feel like Lieb can give them, you know, go in for, a, you know, a minute or two, give you a few times up and down the floor, rebound a little bit, defend, block a shot, you know, and, you know, pass out of the post and, and just not screw up. And, and I think he's capable of that. I, I don't think he's ever going to be a star, but I think he's serviceable as your third big man, third center. So, you know, I think that's okay. Or maybe fourth in this case, because you can play Hawkins at the five, but overall, so I, I, I love this roster um, right now. I love the way it is. I mean, obviously you, you, there are always pieces where you say, wish we had more veteran in the backcourt or what have you, but really like the squad. Um, the, uh, 
the question now I have is about this recruiting class. How do you rank this recruiting class? I mean, so we've got Sky Clark, Ty Rogers, Jay Nepps, Sincere Harris, and now Zachary Perrin. That's is this like what's the best recruiting class since when? 2002? Is this the best one since 2002? Is that the one with Franken? No, that's uh, D, D. Brown, Darren Williams, James Augustine. Oh, oh you, you know what? Yeah, but yeah, well, oh, that's tough. It really is because right now on paper, you can say yes. But again, how they perform, we don't know. It's hard to say because on paper, like I, I, a guy I really like and I'm not saying I'm not worried about the guard position. I'm a huge guy Clark fan. I think he's going to be fine. I mean, you hear nothing but great raves review about him and how well he's doing. I'm not really concerned about the whole youth movement thing. You know how many freshmen playing starting well. Um, he's a cop, hockey, good thing kid. It is a good class. It really is. It's Darn good class. Just think about what people were looking at and how they were panicking and, you know, wondering how good it was going to be and lose out on a couple of kids and then Sky Clark comes in. And then, you know, you hear good things about Sincere Harris. You hear good, you know, how well Jay Neps is. And, you know, Dane Danger really is in this class, to be honest with you. He really is because he didn't play much. It's an unbelievable class on paper. I mean, no question about it. And if you look at it nationally, it's got to be one of the top five in the country if people do their homework and know how good this class is. Yeah, I would say somewhere between four and six, maybe, um, which, nationally. Which would be five. Yeah, well, it could be four. <laughs> could be six. Might be five. <laughs> You're not going to nail me down because, uh, you know. Somewhere between four and six. Yeah, yeah I, I like to give myself some wiggle room. But the interesting thing is, is, is I think, you know, we all know that the recruiting rankings mean absolutely nothing once you get handed that jersey and you step on the practice floor. Um, so they're going to have to earn their their accolades, you know, all over again when you show up at college. But um, this is one of those years that you look at and you say this, this team has the makings of something great. And I would argue it's, you know, it's got maybe more potential than D. Darren and James Augustine. Um and the weird thing is, and, and it's just me, but when I look at some of these players, you know, Ty Rogers, he's got a ceiling that's just almost out of sight. Sky Clark has a, has a ceiling that's, that's way up there. And we really haven't seen Dane Danger yet to know how good he could be. And obviously, you know, with Perrin coming out of, of France, um, and then you forget that Epps can score on anybody. And sincere, Adam Fletcher is called the best athlete in his tenure here. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for Lion fans to be optimistic about this class. When, now, you it, when you look at it, to be honest with you guys, let's just say they all panned out. Today, I, I don't know why. I know people are going to laugh when they hear this on 30 for 30. I had a wild hair today. I thought, you know, I'm going to watch an old game. And the game I picked was the Big Ten tournament when they lost to Indiana. And the reason I'm bringing this up, because Coleman Hawkins was amazing. He was outstanding. And going back to my original statement, 
can you imagine if all these kids lived up to their hype, including him? And people remember that they remember the turnover and, and all the misfree throwing. was the guy that you know boards right. If he can live up to a quarter of that, they're gonna have a great season. If they ain't dangerous up to his hype, tenant roster can be extremely to be one of the best teams Illinois has ever put together in and out. That's hard to do. I mean it hasn't and sometimes it does hopefully you know this would be the year where all these kids, you know, they're to the hype. You know, we've talked about Dane Danger multiple times and maybe he will you know, maybe uh, Terrence Shannon will be good enough to say, hey, you know, I'm going to carry a team and I'm going to be a strong draft pick. If this all holds true, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. They're good enough to beat anybody in the country if they live up to Yeah, I agree, kid. Like, I like throwing out bold predictions. I, I love it. I think this team's this team is, the, is talented. Now they got to put it together because there's eight newcomers, eight new guys on this roster when you count Danger. Um, Dane, danger, danger. Uh, when you throw him in there, you've got eight newcomers, um, really. Um, so f- only four guys returning. So obviously that's a, that's going to be a transition. All right. Another big news, uh, from our Monday, the Illini offer they, they threw out a lot of offers in 2024, but one and, and some national guys, you know, kids in New York, I know, uh, Jeff Alexander who landed Zachary parent also offered a couple kids out in, you know, um, in New York, New York Rens, New York Jayhawks, some different players, Christ the King player. Uh, but I want to talk about a former Illini, his son, Kendall Gill's son, Phoenix Gill, 2025 point guard from uh, Chicago St. Ignatius, grabbed an Illini offer on Monday. I know, uh, Ked, you've talked to Kendall, at least via text. And uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on the offer for Phoenix? Well, I like the name. I mean, how cool is that? Phoenix. That's that's a catchy name. But anyway, to answer your question, I think that's huge. Uh, Kendall was modest. Some parents just, when the kids get offers or when they're in the game, I was watching Kendall. When we saw him play a couple weeks ago, you know, his son would do something great. Immediately, I look at the parents. I've kind of learned that from a lot of scouts that I've talked to. Look at their families. Kendall and his wife they just stopped there. They weren't you know, they weren't freaking out. They weren't screaming. They just sat there and, you know, they cheered their kid on and then next game. But, you know, I kind of walked by him after, the, you know, one of his games and and he asked me what I thought. And I told him and I told him I thought Coach Underwood really liked him. And his comment was, that's what I want. I want my son to make a name for himself. Illinois is always home to me. And I'm not telling fans he's kidding I'm not saying that, but if he continues to improve and they and if they push, I think to get a commitment out of this kid, if he gets better, he's not going anywhere else. I just don't even remotely see it. I can tell you two kids, but I think, and he's one of them, but I think if Illinois pushed the, the, the button and said, hey, we want to get a commitment out of you. We want you to come. We want this to happen because we want you here. I think Phoenix is one, and I'm going to tell you another one. We've heard it before, but I'm a, this is a different kid. Is Jeremiah Fears. That's another one. That kid got an offer from Michigan this week, and I mean, I heard Arizona sleeping around. I think if those two young kids, because they're class of 25, I think that'd be great. But I don't know what the future holds and what Illinois is going to be looking for. Those kids have offers. 
You know, um, Phoenix is a different player. He's athletic. And if he grows, I mean, one can only imagine what that's like. And I know Kendall felt great to have his son be offered because you know how many former players, you know, that's left the school, the kids are decent and they want to go to Illinois. Kendall's blessed enough to get one of those offers. So this is a special day, a special time for Kendall and his family because it hasn't always happened for some of these other former athletes and their kids. What do you think his potential is for growth? You, I mean, I, I can't remember. I know Kendall got a lot thicker um, as he got older, but did, did he – I can't remember, to be honest with you, you know, when he hit his big growth spurts. But um, the, the way – maybe, Brad, you can go into what his game looked like when you watched him play um, to give folks a little bit of a preview for uh, what uh, Phoenix brings to the table. Or kid. Yeah, I, I well, like Phoenix. I thought Phoenix, he's quick laterally. He's quick. He's very explosive, athletic kid. Um, you know, he's listed as 6'2". I'm not sure he's quite that big. Um, nope. I, I, no, I, he's I, not. Nope. I mean, he's probably close to six foot, is if I'm guessing. But he, he can also get up. <laughs> when he went up and dunked it, it didn't really matter if he was six foot or six two. You know, he can, he, he can obviously explode. Um, his his shot is is he had some he made some shots. I saw him make some threes, but he also you know had some rough looking shots at times. You know, so that's consistency. I think strength will help there. Um, he's got a really nice feel for the game, and that's something that multiple people watching were were impressed by his feel, his ability to understand when it's time to go, when it's time to pass and his field just coming off a ball screen being kind of in that you know being able to probe a little bit that's something for a young player that's really hard to do and I, so I was really impressed with that aspect of his game so that's something to me interesting to watch how he develops but I think the biggest thing for him is going to be uh and and both he and fierce who gets the body who grows and fills out and gets strong and and keeps that athleticism but also becomes a little bit bigger so you're more like the size of a Sky Clark at six foot three or something or or whatever. So you've got that little bit, or, or Sincere Harris even at six four. You've got more size and length that you can then become more than just a, you know, one like a point guard. You can be more. Well, you know what's really is that Kendall's five, and I think uh, Jeremy uh, Fierce Senior is probably six three, six four. So potential. It's like you mentioned, it's kind of funny. It's kind of to say, hey, you know, see which kid's going to grow first. <laughs> right. They're both really talented. Coach will talk, you know, fierce, not a little bit and stuff. It's going to happen. I mean, I don't know if he's going to get taller. I mean, no one knows that. But looking at the genetics, it's on side. Uh, I had a conversation with Kendall's wife, and, you know, how impressed I was with how Phoenix was playing. So she's not very tall herself, you know, and, and nor is, is, is Mrs. Fears. But I'll tell you this, Mike, you asked a question about um, Phoenix's game. He's, a, I think, as a freshman, as a freshman, he's a much better shooter than Kendall was as a senior. Kendall worked. He had to work at his game. It didn't come easy for him. And we've all seen interviews where he talked about having to stay on campus to perfect his game because, yes, he was athletic and he was long, and you can see the potential, but he put the work in. You know, so um, and how is how is Phoenix? One thing I like to see as as a former coach, how is he at using changes in speed? Because I, when I see a guard who knows when to maybe slow up and then speed up again and use those speed changes to get his defender 
um, and, and create space. Is he capable of doing that? Because to me, that's another differentiator that, you know, if you have good ball handling skills and you can vary your speed and you know when to do so, you, you make your team a lot better. I don't, a lot of people throw around the same terminology. I'm just not a fan of that. And the reason I'm saying that, and I wrote this in our column for a lot of guys, I think the kid has a high basketball IQ. Yep. I think he does. And that's to answer your question. The game we watched him play, I mean, he didn't force anything. If you didn't know he was a freshman, if, because, because we all did, you wouldn't be able to tell. Okay. So that kind of tells you where he is from a talent standpoint, you know, uh, his first step is quick. You know, I just, he can read a defense. I just, he didn't, you know, I would the only thing, I guess if I were to be critical and this is not even fair to, to, to Phoenix, I would like to see him handle the ball more because of his size. I don't know how well he handles the ball. He brought up the court a few times, but that's because you bring up the court don't make you a point guard. Yep. But I would like to have seen that in case he doesn't grow. That's the one advantage that Jeremiah has. You can double team him. He's getting through it. You know, but he is athletic, but Jeremiah doesn't get above the rim the way Phoenix does either. So they're different players. I I also don't get above the rim the way Phoenix does. So I, I like to handle a double team, Ked, by either traveling or turning it over as I try to split the double team. That's my move. You're you're more about double <laughs> cheeseburgers. Let's be honest. <laughs> Which one was are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta differentiate which double cheeseburger guy here, Brad. <laughs> so all right. Well, hey guys. Um, you know, Kendrick Prince, Mike Cagley from Illini Guys, our Illini Guys Director of Recruiting, our Illini Guys owner, Mike Cagley. Um, obviously uh very excited about big day for Illinois. They get Zachary Perrin from France and they uh, offered a Phoenix Gill, obviously uh, the son of former Illini great Kendall Gill. Um, big day. Uh, so you guys got any final thoughts on our Sturdy for 30 podcast? What's up? Sorry, I, I lost you there, kid. I said, I'm sorry. I said, it's a great day for Illinois. I don't think the news is done. I said, isn't there going to be a, a basketball on campus? I'm 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 going to take a get, I'm going to take a swing at this, Ked. Could we be looking at a man by the last name of Hansberry? Yeah, Brad, what's up with our internet service, buddy? Yeah, my internet kept going out. Yeah, I'm on. You know Hansberry. what? It's Russian hackers. It's Ru Russian believe, hackers are attacking the Illini guys. Could be. They're too, well with the number of hits we had today. They they need to. So. Um, <laughs> So here's the other one. So Imani Hansberry will land in Chicago midnight Monday night um, is when he's going to land. And then he's after a visit to Penn State, and he's going to be on campus Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Obviously, that's a, a big, a big visit. That's the number one guy. Ken and I, we've been we've talked about this. We're, we'll, well, hopefully next week's podcast is talking about Imani Hansberry in a different light. But let's be honest. That's been Underwood's number one guy for a while now. Yes, sir. The class of 2023. So Chester Frazier pulling the weight on Monty Hansberry. He's the lead guy there. So you've got, you know, obviously we know what Tim Anderson's done um, on the recruiting trail. Jeff Alexander chimes in and says, I'm going to bring in this French dude. We, oui. and then, uh, you know, <laughs> Chester Frazier says, I'm not done either. I'm going to go get me some Hansberry, you know? So, uh, so uh, we're going to be good. So these guys are, you know, I'll tell you what, it's a little competition among the guys too. I, in talking to them, they all, they all kind of want to, 
nobody wants to just be a coach. I mean, they want to bring in guys and feel like they're bringing in their guys too. So I think that's great. There's a little competition there that they're going to bring in uh, certain guys. So I think that's always fun, man. I think it's, uh, this is uh, this is a big time staff for Brad Underwood and Brad Underwood's killing it on the recruiting trail and on the court. So that's that's right. yes, they are. So that is uh, 30 for 30 for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Kedrick Prince, Mike Cagley. This is Brad Sturdy. Thanks for listening.